Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, you might want to consider. Here we go. Folks you haven't heard yet, uh, we've combined Manager Tools and Career Tools licenses. So now for a slightly higher price for one, you get both. So all of our materials will be available to anybody who buys a license. So we encourage you to look into it. Thanks. Okay, Mark, if you've been around for a while, and many of our listeners have, they know that executives, well, let's put it this way, they're often vague or indirect in giving feedback, right? Right. And, and one way they go about saying that is kind of the title of this cast, like, you, you might want to consider. Yeah, you might want to think about this, or think about that, or consider this. And, you know, it's funny, I think managers are like, oh, when I've told guys I've been coaching this before, they're like, oh. That was actually feedback? <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just tell me to change it? Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't. And, so, and so there's some things you ought to know about that. Yeah. Well, look, they're going to say things like you might want to think about, you might want to consider. And folks, the first thing you do is not say, yeah, I did think about that, but, and then tell them why you came up with your argument. Um, because they're probably thinking about something else. And usually, probably 80% of the time, and that's a rough estimate, you should probably just go ahead and make the change they suggest for all kinds of reasons we'll get into in the cast. So executives say you might want to think about or you might want to consider this or whatever. So when are you likely to hear that come out yeah. of their mouths? Well, of course, you, you did this a hundred times, right? One of your managers, one of your senior managers came to you. Somebody comes to an executive for some insight or some guidance. I used to do it until you trained me and then I started yeah. giving feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the manager comes to the executive and wants to know if she's amenable to a proposal. Maybe it's a pre-wire meeting. Maybe it's just an idea in the hallway. Maybe it's a full-on presentation with a formal recommendation, a decision brief, and you should be expecting a clear answer. And regardless of whether you get a yes or a no or something in between, you hear something that sounds like you might want to think about X. And our guidance here is when you hear that, translate it as, I recommend you change this part. And look, executives do tend to be more circumspect, even though many of us, it appears to us that they're more direct about many things. Part of the reason for that is when we managers are around executives and they make decisions that we can't make, or they happen to make choices, they're quite happy to make choices quickly that seem complex to us, our perception of that event, of their swiftness of their decision, is emotionally charged by our experiencing their use of their power. And that emotional content associated with that memory makes it more powerful, and so it tends to be overrepresented as a, a behavior that managers engage in or that executives engage in. That power has some sway with us, particularly if they're our direct boss or our boss's boss. So when we see it, see it or hear it in use, we really notice. Look, guys, the fact is, that's what happens. Our memories are a little bit skewed. But if you look a little more closely, there are plenty of situations that executives are in where they don't make quick decisions. They don't pronounce so clearly. And that's a function of the more fluid and less clear lines of authority that exist in the executive environment where things tend to be a little bit more collaborative. You, know, you just can't get something done just because you really believe in it. Executives tend to be a lot less able among themselves to decide on their own what to do and how to do it. They have to get agreement from other people. They have to persuade. They have to caveat their support because other people's support are necessary for the action you want to take. Does that mean that because of that, that carries over into their conversations 
with you, even though they have role power over you and they say oh, things absolutely. like, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. Yeah, the phrasing you might want to think about is designed. It's not, they're not trying to be nice or gentle with your poor, unfortunate soul. Or your ego or your it's, feelings. Yeah. They're not trying to spare your feelings. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. Yeah, they're des they're, it's designed to be less than 100% committed. And if you ever thought that, like, well, he could have said something or she could have said something more strongly, but she didn't. I wonder why they're being less than committed. You're right. They are being less than 100% behind the idea. But it's not non-committal in the sense that this isn't a big deal. It's non-committal in that they know they're not the only one that has some input into this. And so, therefore, the, the proposal that gets to whomever needs to be something that everyone could support. And look, guys, whether we like to admit it or not, most executives and even high Ds don't like directing precisely and completely everything in their area of business. They can't be in the weeds on everything, and they don't really want to be making decisions for everyone on everything. They don't. So they count their guidance as, I'm not going to tell you that you have to make this change, because that just means you're doing what I tell you to do, and I want people to figure out stuff without me being involved more often. But rest assured, I don't like this part you got here, and I think my way is better. <laughs> Okay, and then, then you have to remember the reason they think their way is better or that your way has some sort of flaw might very well be inscrutable, might be unknowable to you. They may be thinking of a peer who would disagree vehemently. The plan may come at a bad budget time. Your idea may be part of a larger initiative elsewhere that maybe it's not going well. It may be a pet peeve of a particular decision maker. Or, you know, it may not be well-liked by somebody who has the ability to veto it. So, when they say that, there's all kinds of reasons why they could be saying it. And if they do, essentially what they're saying is, I don't like this part, but I'm not going to tell you, I don't like this part, because that may not be true. They may be fine with it. But they're not going to throw their buddy under the bus and say, oh, this guy won't like it, you have to change this part. So, therefore, they're going to be a little bit vague. And you have to read into it. And they expect you to read into it and say, oh, I'm supposed to change this part. Okay? okay. And we'll talk about changing the part in a minute. But, no, and look, to be clear, guys, we know, I know some of you are thinking, this never happened to me. Well, it will. The longer you stay around, it will happen. But there are executives, and they're a minority, who will be quite direct and direct you to make specific changes. It does happen. It doesn't happen as often as managers expect it to relative to the number of high Ds and forceful leaders who are executives. So if you do get a change this or a do this or eliminate that, well, pretty well you ought to do those things. Or acknowledge you've been forewarned that if you don't do it, you're going to lose their support. Right. And recognize something else. If I'm an executive and Mike comes to me with an idea and I say change X and change Y, and then his idea doesn't get through because of my changes. Both Mike and I know it was my issue because I'm the one that directed the change. If Mike chooses to make some changes on his own because I said you might want to think about reconsidering this without telling him what I want him to do precisely, which is very different from me saying change X to read Y, if I'm more vague about it, I'm off the hook. And sometimes things happen that you just can't predict. Yeah, interesting. And I probably just, people are like, whoa, this is complex, it's way harder. Yeah, guys, it is. And that's okay. 
I mean, I got I got handed my hat several times in a situation like this where I was like, man, this idea is just better than that other one. Well, I decided to ignore somebody and went and took my idea and, man, got hammered. Who, you? You? <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't believe that. Yeah, you can't believe it. I can't Did believe I it. That you might go, that might you do your own thing. Hmm. How many times have I said on this show, don't do what I did early in my career? Oh, a million I mean, times, right? probably. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. Know, a lot. Yeah. It's gazillion. You're in a high eye, so I can it's call it a gazillion. It's a gazillion. A multi-zillion or yeah. so whatever you high eyes call it. Yeah. Okay, so the, the typical response, of course, unfortunately, for a lot of managers is, yeah, I did, but, you know, I, I didn't do it because X, Y, Z, right? You wouldn't recommend that response, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you heard that. You thought, yeah, I, I thought about that thing. And in fact, you when you thought about it, you knew what you were suggesting could be problematic and you still made the choice you made. Whatever you do, don't tell them why you chose what you chose. Maybe they thought of what you thought of. Maybe they didn't. Even if they didn't, many of the reasons that are problematic from their perspective would likely, not always, but likely trump the reasons why you chose the course you did because they think about different things than you do in most cases. <laughs> what if it's a stupid idea? You know, the, the corporate colors are, I'm going to make something up, right? The corporate colors are blue and they want you to change the corporate logo to green. That's probably ridiculous. That's probably ridiculous. Yeah, that's it, a ridiculous one. But but in some people's minds, in high seas, they're going to think it's just as ridiculous. Yeah, I still say change it. You would? Yeah, okay. All right. I would. Okay. I think people underestimate the, the, the pit of vipers that exist at executive level <laughs> and how unable. People just think, well, you know, the first promotion to manager and then the pro first promotion to managing other managers, there's some power associated with that. And when you get promoted to executive level, you get more power, but that power is diffused across a broader team of people. And you just can't make things happen. You know, it's, it's all so clear in the maps. It's all so clear in the minds, but the blocks are slow to move. You know, the men straggle after right blackberries. How many times have we said CEOs say they're, they feel like they're running an oatmeal. So it's harder. So I would say change it. And look, if you do say, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to leave it that way. They're going to say, well, okay, fine. But that's not what they mean. Well, it is, it is what they mean. But what they really mean is, if you don't know, mister, that you might want to consider means you should change that part, then you go right on ahead and do whatever fool thing you were thinking. I warned you and you're confident. Good for you. If you crash and burn, well, you were forewarned and I'll whisper to one of my buddies, I told him to change that. So they'll be circumspect in terms of giving you directness around what they want you to do, but also around telling you that you messed up, right? So they'll just note it and move on and you may never know that you really stepped in it. Exactly. All you're doing by saying, yeah, I did think about that, but here's why I chose what I chose, in their mind is arguing. Yeah. You may not see it that way. But many of them will, even if they like the idea. It's not good to argue with a potential supporter. You've always been pretty, pretty open about mistakes you've made early in your career. And this is one of mine. I cannot tell you how many times I was absolutely, completely clueless to these yeah. subtle suggestions. And man, it, it took me a while to figure it out. Luckily, many, many years ago, but I was pretty deaf to it. Yeah, I'm amazed at the number of people who can change an idea by 10 or 15% and in, in, insist on sticking with their idea that 
they've been told really doesn't have a chance, but with some small changes, they can get it through. And they say, no, I want I want my idea lock, stock, and barrel. It's all or nothing. And guys, when you think about it, the only people who get that done, really, usually, are in movies. And movies aren't real. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Uh, yeah. The, the heroic person is often the martyr, too. So be careful. I think there's one circumstance that this shows up quite a bit and people may not be thinking about it. But you mentioned earlier pre-wiring. When you're pre-wiring, if you're going to talk to a bunch of executives that might be, say, peers of your boss, they're going to be a little circumspect about telling you to change stuff because you don't work for them. And their suggestions are often going to be why you might want to think about this. That happens quite a bit in my experience. Yeah. Look, if you're pre-wiring and they're making this suggestion, then you're going to want to make that change. The whole point of pre-wiring is to modify your behavior, modify your idea. Right. If you're not listening for this, you're going to miss the whole benefit of the pre-wire and wonder why you're not successful at the presentation. And so that's why we say usually, not always. There are cases you can fall on your sword if you want. And, and, And by the way, if you don't change your idea and it gets through, you don't necessarily get more credit for the fact that it was all yours. The people who approve it still think they get credit because they have to get credit for approving things that are going to work because they're going to get in trouble for the things that don't. And you don't want a job where you only get in trouble for the things that don't work, but you never get credit for the things that do. So that's why we recommend. If you get a comment like you might want to consider or you might want to think about, usually we recommend make your change, make the change that's suggested. If you're not going to defend your point and you're not going to argue, you might as well just make the change. And if they haven't made a specific suggestion, go back to them with a reworked plan. Ask them how they feel about the new plan with the changes you made based on their guidance. And that goes right back to pre-wires. Again, can you choose not to? Yeah. You'd have to know that presenting a plan to a group, including the exact that said you might want to consider, increases your chance of a no vote if you don't make that change. But it could be that it's not a big deal, but that risk becomes all yours. And if you change it, and then that one executive was wrong, and everybody says, oh, no, gosh, we definitely need to do it the other way, and, and everybody recommends you change it back, and they don't know it was ever different before, the exec who, who gave you the feedback to change it is going to keep quiet and allow it to go forward with the differing views, with the change back to the way you had it before. And she'll be quiet about it, and you'll be quiet about it, and everybody will be happy, everybody will approve something, and you will have said, I got 85% of what I wanted. Or I, I went in with 100%, got 85 and ended up winning 100 anyway. And if that sounds like politics, well, folks, it is. And as we've said many, many times in the show, when you look up at the top of the organization, what you call politics, they call collaboration. And this is how you handle one of those little moments, political collaborative moment of you might want to consider. A small point, but can have an impact far outweighing the words used to express uh, a recommendation. I just want an email to customer service at manager tools, which will come to me from the first person after this cast comes out and says, I heard it, I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) And now I know what it means and now I know what to do. And a lot of times people are like, well, I got lucky before and I made the changes or whatever. But that feeling of knowing what's happening to you rather than going back to your desk and wondering, should I or shouldn't I? Should I talk to somebody else? What does it mean? I'm not sure. Did she mean this? Did he mean that? I don't know. I can't be sure. Now you know.
And now you know what to do. You could have saved me so much pain. I mean, you knew me 25 years ago. How come you weren't telling me this 25 years ago? I mean, you, there was just you, a lot to do. You're, well, you're holding I've out. learned some of it in the last 25 years, and there was a lot to do back then. We there had, was. Well, look, if we if we had time to do all this stuff, we'd have executive tools and CEO tools and all kinds of stuff. Okay. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner, anytime. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. So long, folks.